Welcome to The Cap, where we are here to speak with college reps and other professionals in the field of college admissions to help answer all your questions and guide you through every step of the process. So if you're serious about college admissions, you've come to the right place. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Durante. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and I am here to introduce you to college admissions representatives and other professionals in the field of college admissions. Our purpose is to serve you, the students and parents, so that you may gain insight straight from the people who ultimately make the decisions. Regardless of whether you apply to a particular school being highlighted in a given episode, you should listen to all of them, as each guest will give you tremendous insight and advice on every aspect of the college admissions process, prompting you to come up with your own follow-up questions for when you visit campus or meet with a college admissions representative yourself. Don't forget to visit our website, www.collegeadmissionstalk.com, or the show notes of each episode to access the alphabetical list of all the colleges available with the related audio link to the right of each school. The alphabetical list provides you with on-demand access to all of the episodes so that you may listen whenever you wish. And if you want to receive links to episodes before they are released on the podcast, along with other related resources, please fill out the email opt-in form also available on our website and in the show notes of each episode. Lastly, please email me with any questions or comments at collegeadmissionstalk at gmail.com. So are you ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce you today, Grant Nerin, who's the Assistant Director of Recruitment at Mississippi State University. Grant, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you, John, for having me on this afternoon. It is our honor and pleasure. So, Grant, let's get right to it. What is it about Mississippi State University that makes it so appealing for so many students to want to apply and ultimately attend? I think it's the fact that Mississippi State offers students the opportunity for flexibility in a time that it's not necessarily or there's not much room provided in that regard in terms of college admissions and that process and navigating that process. So here at Mississippi State, uh, we practice rolling admissions and automatic admissions based on certain benchmarks, which I'm sure we'll get to a little bit later on. But we offer a plethora of majors, over 180 different majors that students can choose from. And we appeal to many incoming students, uh, just given those wide array of options. And so students are easily equipped to find their air quote place uh, on campus through the many student organizations we have. Um, And we have over 350 student led organizations, which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about too. So I've had students come and explore their options at Mississippi state through an official visit um, and they easily find it their home away from home. Well, thank you so much for that introduction. Over 180 majors, 350 student organizations. It definitely sounds like there is something for everyone. But Grant, many students are interested in knowing about the social aspect of living on campus. So what can you tell us about life on campus and the activities available to students outside of the classroom at Mississippi State University? Absolutely. So as I mentioned earlier, there are over 350 student-led organizations across campus. 
Um, there's a wide eclectic group of organizations uh, ranging anywhere from Disney Movie Club, where students who love to um, watch Disney movies together and take their mind off of school, get together and uh, binge watch some of those to honor societies for various different groups, uh, student government associations, Greek life, of course. Um, there's even a left-handers club. So uh, I joke that it's a support group because it is a right-handers world. <laughs> um, but that is definitely an option for students. So it's a wide spectrum and students can always find their place in their niche on campus to foster a space where they can see themselves thrive and grow outside of that classroom space. I know um, for us, you know, a lot of incoming freshmen, it is required to live on campus. And so uh, that helps facilitate some of that camaraderie and that community right out of the gate. Um, but these two organizations, we try to push, there's an activities fair uh, within the first few days of uh, the fall semester starting that students are encouraged to attend to network themselves um, because those experiences outside the classroom are just important, if not a little bit more important than some of those in-classroom experiences. So at Mississippi State, we definitely encourage students to explore and get involved in that. Um, it allows students to so much exposure for opportunities that just can't be experienced inside the classroom. Well, we appreciate that. And I want to dig into the application process itself, Grant, if you don't mind. Sure. So how many applications do you review a year? And do you review applications by region, intended major, or even by high school? Grant, any insight you could give us into the application review process would be greatly appreciated. Absolutely. So Mississippi State University is a little bit of a different bird, uh, especially to uh, schools in my region that I recruit from specifically. And I learned that many moons ago when I started. So just to give you guys some background and context, we're a land grant institution. So we strive to provide an accessible education to any student who desires the opportunity to continue that education. So in fulfilling that mission, our admission practices differ from many other institutions. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we do practice rolling admissions, which basically just means we accept applications throughout the entire academic school year. There's no specific priority deadline. And we also practice full admission to the university to any high school graduate who completes the college preparatory curriculum, along with the minimum of a 2.0 GPA or higher. We saw nearly 19,000 uh, admissions application come in from uh, prospective incoming freshmen. Um, and as for that process, once a student hits the submit button, uh, their application to Mississippi State provides us, and once they're able to provide us with all of the documentation that is needed for that review process, we usually work to have them a decision within a two or three week um, time frame after they hit submit on that application. So it's a very quick turnaround process, given the simplicity of it, I guess you could say. So, wow, Grant, a two to three week turnaround, that truly is amazing. And can you explain why a student would be deferred? And if this happens and they are still very much interested in Mississippi State University, what are the actions they should take upon being deferred? So, again, uh, Mississippi State prides themselves in providing access uh, to all students and that opportunity to all students who are interested in continuing that education. So students would actually only expect to receive any type of deferment or rejection uh, based on not meeting that minimum GPA requirement of the 2.0 or higher uh, on the college preparatory curriculum. Very good. And digging deeper into your overall review process, 
Grant, do you use the student's high school GPA as indicated on their transcript, or do you recalculate the GPA using your own metrics? And if so, what do you look at from a student's academic record, and how do you evaluate them? Absolutely. So that's a two-part question. Here at Mississippi State, for admission purposes, uh, we do recalculate a GPA using only the courses that are required for admission. So based on that CPC, we do not add or deduct any weight when recalculating. If the school says a student earned a 97 per se, then whenever we calculate it, it would seen as a 97. For scholarship purposes, we use GPA indicated, whatever's indicated and provided on the transcript and using a student's sixth semester transcript, so that ninth through 11th grade year transcript. Um, that way we're able to make awards prior to graduation based on those uh, three academic years worth of work. Well, we appreciate the insight and the overview. And Grant, do you know the percentage of in-state, out-of-state, and even international students that attend Mississippi State And how does the admissions process differ for each? Absolutely. So we currently stand at about 65% of our students are classified as in-state students. And the remaining 35% are classified as out-of-state or non-residents. And of that 35 of non-resident students, 5% are considered our international population. For in-state and out-of-state prospective students, the admissions process is the same. Therefore, they're held to the same standards of meeting that minimum GPA requirement on the CPC. For international students, they must provide a certified translated copies of all transcripts, mark sheets, and diplomas from the school. Official test scores, if their GPA falls below a 3.0 based on the evaluation of a transcript or if the student plans to apply for scholarship um, purposes. And lastly, they do need the English language proficiency exam results. So it's good to know that in-state and out-of-state, they follow the same standards on the CPC. The international students, of course, have to supply some additional information. Grant, I always put the Office of Undergraduate Admissions in the show notes. If you have any links that you want me to share with the students and their parents, please just send them to me. And of course, I'll make them available to the students and their parents in the show notes. So I was also curious, Grant, what is the average profile of the current freshman class in terms of GPA and any other data you collect, such as SAT or ACT scores? For the current freshman class at Mississippi State, the average GPA sits at a 3.74, and the average test scores stand at a 25.1 on the ACT and a 1210 on the SAT. Thank you so much, Grant. And do you have an honors program and how are students considered? In other words, do they have to apply separately? Mississippi State University does offer an exceptional honors program, Judy and Bobby Shackles Honors College. It's an academic community of over 2,500 students from various backgrounds who represent a diversity of majors, interests, but also share a commitment to intellectual inquiry. As a member of the Shackles Honors College, students have the best of both worlds, we like to say. Uh, It's almost like a small liberal arts college experience at a first-class research institution. So Mississippi State is eager to provide equitable access to students of interest. Students who are admitted to the university prior to December 1st of that year and hold 
certain metrics. Those metrics are at about a 3.75 GPA or a 30 ACT or a 1400 SAT. Those students who meet those metrics uh, are invited for an automatic acceptance into our Honors College. Those who fall below those metrics I just mentioned are welcomed and encouraged to apply because the Honors Advisory Committee works to review applications holistically and individually. So to apply, a student, is once they're accepted to the institution, they're able to apply. Uh, they just have to submit the Honors College application. And then along with that, the Honors College uh, application essay and letters of recommendation that are provided. And being a tier one research institution, our Shackles Honors College prides themselves in the opportunities provided to students through exposure and experiences. We've had many prestigious scholarship recipients from our Honors College, such as Goldwater Scholars, Churchill Scholars, Rhodes Scholars, and the list goes on. So it's a great little, again, just academic community right there from the first day on campus. Well, we appreciate that. And Grant, what are some of the things that students do to demonstrate their interest in Mississippi State? And do you track such things as part of your overall application process? While we do not track demonstrated interest per se with regards to admissions decisions, because again, we are a Langer institution, provide open access to all, we do observe some demonstrated interest through engagement with, um, you know, if a student elects to attend an official visit to campus, engaging with their regional representatives. But we do encourage all students to build that relationship and rapport with the representative because we often have a seat at the table when discussing scholarship recipients uh, and meeting that with the scholarship committee, and they want recommendations from those representatives. So while we don't track it per se for admission purposes, we do encourage students to be proactive in building that relationship because it can only benefit them later on. Well, that's great advice to be proactive in building that relationship, regardless of whether or not you track demonstrated interest. So we appreciate that. And I know, Grant, that you mentioned that you are rolling admissions, but I was curious, what are the ways that students may apply to Mississippi State? And is there a benefit to applying one way over the other? That's a great question. So prospective students can apply for admission to Mississippi State through our institutional application or the Common App. Our institutional application is super simple. It goes live on August the 1st uh, every fall uh, for that following year. Uh, It goes live on August the 1st at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's also (laughs) noted as an event called Hell State at 8. Clever play on words there. (laughs) But for my East Coast family, that's 9 p.m. So just remember that time change and that time difference. (laughs) Um, But students who I know are looking at Mississippi State, I always encourage them, those students I've been building a relationship with for a few years or the summer prior to, I always encourage them to complete the institutional application when it goes live on that August 1st date um, because students establish their housing priority based on the submission of their admissions application. So students can apply via the Common App whenever that goes available. Um, But given that, again, that housing priority comes with that initial admissions application, I always encourage students to go that route. And given that we practice the rolling admissions, we do not have any early action or early decision options. I know with a lot of students I work with, they find that very intriguing and very interesting. Um, But we don't strive to provide any added pressures to a student being fully committed to us when they're submitting their initial applications and just exploring their options. 
So again, just practicing that rolling admissions and doing it either through the Common App or our institutional application. Well, that's great, Grant. Thank you so much. And with the increase in schools going test optional and the ease with which to apply to multiple schools, thanks to things like the Common App, schools are receiving far more applications than ever before. As admissions professionals, how do you determine the number of applicants to accept, waitlist, and even deny when you receive far more applications from deserving candidates than your seats available? I'm not sure that we can receive too many applications at Mississippi State. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Being a land-grant institution, we do operate a little bit differently, as mentioned. Uh, So, like, we want to provide access and opportunity to any student. Um, And I think whenever a student is intrigued and learns of Mississippi State and starts going through that process, they're very they're taken back a little bit by that um, that level of candidness, I guess you could say. Our administration and leadership is committed to growth uh, and providing equal opportunities for all students. So we'll continue to add space if and when needed. So there will not be, uh, we do not see that being in our future, <laughs> at least <laughs> in any conversations that are happening at the table currently. <laughs> Well, that's terrific. And Grant, can you explain what opportunities Mississippi State offers students that may have had an IEP while in high school in terms of helping to ensure that they continue to be successful once they're on your campus? Absolutely. So Mississippi State uh, has an established office on our campus that is strictly committed to assisting students with such accommodations that might be needed. It's through our Disability Resource Center, the DRC, The type of services and accommodations provided depends on the needs of the individual student, and they're based on the documentation provided as well as what is reasonable to provide. So the DRC supplies students with notification letters that they can give to their professors and advisors for making the needed accommodations. Some accommodations include testing accommodations and priority pre-registration for courses and a whole lot more. The DRC serves as the coordinating body for services provided to students with disabilities by other divisions within the university. So there is a central location on campus that these students can go to um, and rely on to make sure that they're helping them set themselves up for success. Well, that's really good to know. And Grant, what about students aspiring to play sports while they're in college? What advice do you have for prospective student athletes in terms of making their intentions to play known? That is a great question. Being a Division I uh, institution, I get this question a lot. Um, (laughs) And at Mississippi State, we work to keep uh, athletic and academic recruitment completely separate. I always joke that I'm trying to avoid NCAA jail. Um, (laughs) So I always encourage students who are truly interested in that process of pursuing athletics to contact the coaching staff directly. Um, All athletic staff and contact information is publicly online for students, um, and I I can always drop them that contact information or that link, uh, but as an institution, we just try to approach it as two completely different silos. Understood, and thank you so much, Grant. This has been a phenomenal conversation. Before I ask the last question, Grant, is there a question about Mississippi State that I didn't ask and that you wish to talk about at this time? The only thing I can think of is I think what makes Mississippi State unique and a lot of individuals don't really, I I joke because individuals don't know what they don't know. And so um, when they hear Mississippi State, they're like, oh, I've never really heard of that. Can you explain a little bit more? Or what was your attraction to Mississippi State? 
And honestly, it's an institution. I had the privilege of getting my undergrad at Mississippi State, got my master's, and I've also been employed there for eight years. And so it's an institution that very much is in the court of people. Uh, that is obviously our our grounded mission uh, in terms of access for students, but then also seeing students through all the way to ensure success. You're never going to find a group of people from it, our top, the top of our administration with our president all the way down to the people low on the totem pole like myself um, that are always in the court of the best interest of the student. So whatever that looks like, um, it's just felt and it vibrates throughout the entire university. Well, Grant, Mississippi State is obviously really lucky to have you, as were we throughout this entire conversation. Thank you so much. Unfortunately, it does lead us to the last question, which is, what are your top three pieces of advice that you would provide students and their parents getting ready for the college admissions process? That is a great question. Um, I was thinking about this, and I think first, one of the biggest things I can tell any student and family approaching this process, especially for the first time, uh, is just take a deep breath. This process should be fun and exciting. Um, I do think that our society places too many pressures uh, on 17 and 18 year olds to have the rest of their life figured out where, you know, I'm nearly 30 and I don't even know. So (laughs) I think uh, not to place too many pressures on yourself and limit yourself to one direction. Um, Think about things from almost a retroactive standpoint. Don't necessarily think, oh, I need to pursue this degree because it's going to get me there. Think about long-term, big picture, what you want to do, because there's probably multiple different avenues to get to that same end goal. So this is supposed to be a year of discovery and opportunity. Uh, So just be certain to enjoy it as you endure it, I like to say. It doesn't mean there won't be stressful times or moments of disappointment, uh, but just take a breath and remember that what is for you is not going to miss you. And then second, I always encourage students to be open. Be open to new places, new regions, new opportunities. There's so many different institutions in this country that can provide a solid foundation for success. And keeping an open mind allows you to capitalize on all of those options as you work to navigate the process of where is going to be most suitable for you. And then I think lastly, I always use this when I'm talking with families as well, because again, I always want to work in the court of the student and what's best for them. But do do your best to find a school in which you feel most confident is going to invest in you as a person. In working with students, I encourage them to find that school that meets their trifecta, if you will. It needs to meet uh, the student where you are academically, meaning they they need to have the academic program that you're interested in pursuing. It also needs to meet you financially. You want to find an institution that is going to invest a little bit of money in you, and that's not going to put you necessarily in a bind. And then lastly, but probably most importantly, I'd say culturally. Um, because obviously different institutions can provide you different experiences. Um, And so I think as long as you make a decision with those things in mind, meaning academically, financially, and culturally, um, you'll be successful. After all, it isn't about the institution itself. It's about you as the student and what you make of that experience. Well, Grant, thank you so much. Like I said, this has been a tremendous conversation. Mississippi State again. So lucky to have you, as were we today. I can't thank you enough. I hope to have you again, Grant. You were awesome. 
Take care. Absolutely. Thank you, John. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap.